0: You're listening to audio from Grace Hills Church in Aliso Viejo, California. For more information, visit us online at GraceHills.com. Uh, good morning, church. And thank you, Justin. I was enjoying the music so much, I almost forgot I was supposed to come up here. But, uh, but uh, yeah, welcome. Uh, I'm Brian. I'm one of the elders here. At least for now. Um, We're we're glad to see y'all here, uh, and uh, we just thank you for everything you are. If you're new here, uh, we've got gift bags out front, and uh, we'd love to meet you. Uh, I'm gonna start out with a parakeet story. Uh, Chippy the parakeet uh, used to sit in his cage, and he'd sing all day long, just, uh, I mean, just the happiest little bird there was, and uh, his uh, his owner decided to clean his cage with a vacuum cleaner one day. She took the tool off and stuck the hose in there. The phone rang. She turns around. And as soon as she says hello, she just, and Chippy gets sucked up the vacuum hose, and. Uh, so he drops the phone and shuts off the vacuum. Opens up the bag, and there's Chippy, just covered in vacuum dust, but he's still alive. He's just absolutely stunned. But uh, she goes, "Oh man, yeah, okay, good. He's still alive." Uh, grabs him, runs to the bathroom, holds him underneath the faucet to clean him off, and then he starts shivering. So she grabs the uh, the uh, blow dryer and. Uh, hits him with hot air and Chippy's still tr- just trying to figure out what, what happened. And uh, you know, it, um, to this day, Chippy doesn't sing anymore, <laughs> uh, he just sits and stares. But uh, uh, trials can, uh, can do that to us, you know, it, uh, everything will be going along great and then all of a sudden something hits. and uh, just changes everything in your life. Um, But uh, yeah, about a year ago, uh, a lot of you uh, may remember my wife, but uh, about a year ago, uh, or a year, well, several years ago, actually, I was sorry. I don't remember the story. Um, But uh, after a year, uh, we'd gotten together and uh, and a year after we'd gotten together everything was going well and so forth and then uh all of a sudden she uh she's at work one night and uh gets super dizzy and sits down her hands turn blue and uh and she uh, uh just you know needed oxygen and so unfortunately she was a nurse and she uh, had oxygen right there give it to her and uh, tell her to get to the doctor you know get tested, figure out what's going on. Um, so after several tests and so forth, uh, they'd find a hole in her heart and, uh, and the pressure in her lungs had gone way up. Uh, they diagnosed it as primary pulmonary hypertension and that she'd need a uh, heart-lung transplant. Uh, they recommended that we go down to UCSD. They had just started the transplant program then and um so uh, went through all the testing she qualified to to for the transplant and uh, about five months later she finally got that transplant um she was still in the hospital uh recovering from the surgery and uh and then her uh, kidneys shut down and uh, so they ended up putting her on dialysis and, uh, you know, thank God. Uh, a couple weeks later, uh, kidneys fired back up again. Everything was good, so they sent her on home. And uh, you know, over the next 24 years, it was uh, there were several hospital visits here. And um, you know, just uh, it's constant going on. She had cancer a few times, and kidneys shut down, and uh, just all kinds of good stuff. But. Uh, Yeah, throughout the Bible, we're often remembered to be joyful through our trials. Um, In uh, 1 Peter uh, 1, 1 through 9, it uh, goes like this. Um, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. I gotta find my eyes. to those who are elect exiles of the dispersion of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in the sanctification of the spirit for obedience to Jesus and for the sprinkling of his blood, may may grace and peace be multiplied to you. Blessed be God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to the living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for the salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you've been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, uh, more precious than gold, perishes through. It is tested by fire, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him, Though you do not now see him, you believe in him. And rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Uh, Let's let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you today for all these people here. We thank you for your word and we thank you for what you have in store for us to to learn from your word. Um, We just pray that this touches the right people and and in all things we pray that uh, we all grow closer to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Um, At the time Peter wrote this epistle, um, uh, the early church was being persecuted uh, and as a result of that persecution, many of the Christians were scattered all over the world uh, Peter's writing this epistle to those Christians who were scattered due to the persecution. Today we're mostly gonna focus on uh, verses six and seven. Uh, the uh, New Living Translation puts it this way, uh, so be truly glad there's wonderful joy ahead even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine it is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Uh, James put it this way, uh, my brethren count all joy when you go through various trials knowing that the testing of your Faith produces patience, but let patience have its own perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. It's kind of a standard deal through the through the whole Bible that uh, you know we're always being told to to you know keep that uh, that joy that in the knowledge that we're going to be with uh, with Jesus in in the afterlife. Uh, and uh, you know, it's uh, the reason we rejoice is knowing that God is right there with us as we're, our faith is tested by these trials. And, uh, and some people think that as soon as we're saved, that uh, all will be great. That there's never, you know, never going to have any problems again. And uh, uh, J. Vernon McGee tells us otherwise. He says that Peter gives us reasons for enduring trials down here in this life. Uh, McGee continues saying, we are told by the world if we're having trouble that there's something wrong with our Christianity. Instead, we should be looking outward to the great God we have in this amazing inheritance. He has ready for us to receive in heaven. God is the one who's in the business of improving us. He does this through trials. There are you know, various trials. There's physical trials. There's emotional trials. And there's spiritual trials. And uh, and with the physical trials, you're looking at illness, cancer, uh, pain, birth defects, uh, so forth. Um, you know, at, uh, in Job, you see that uh, you know God said Job was a man that was blameless and upright one who feared God and turned away from evil. Satan was allowed to throw everything at Job. Job lost everything, his family, his wealth, his health. Satan was allowed by God to give Job this horrible skin condition that gave him scabs all over over his body from the sole of his feet to the top of his head. His uh, loving wife even suggested to him that he curse God and die. Uh Job's faith remained strong. And uh, in Job 42, uh, the Lord blessed Job with all he had lost and then some. The Apostle Paul, one of the most influential in early Christian church, writer of most of the books of the New Testament, went through his own trials, uh, been stoned and left for dead. was in prison several times. He had this eye disease, kind of thing, and uh, in 2 Corinthians uh, 12, Paul asked God to remove the thorn from his side. But uh, God said, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is in your weakness. Paul continued, therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that uh, the power of Christ may rest upon me. Emotional trials, uh, go through divorce, death of a loved one, fired from a job, depression. uh, Depression is a big one right now with a lot of people. uh, um, King David was known as a man after God's own heart. He was the only person referred to this way in the Bible. David felt like God was punishing him due to sin. David was asking for God's mercy saying, I am weak, my bones are troubled, my soul is greatly troubled. David felt as though God had left him. Trials, even the smallest ones, can seem huge when we we don't uh, count on God, when we we feel God has left us. In Psalm 6, 6, David said, I am weary with my moaning. Every night I flood my bed with tears. I drench my couch with my weeping. Elijah is one of the greatest prophets and miracle workers in the Hebrew Scriptures, he and uh, Moses are two of the prophets who appeared with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. Prophet Elijah suffered from depression and exhaustion. He thought he was a failure. Uh, He had heard that King Ahab's wife Jezebel uh, was wanting to kill him, so Elijah ran away. Uh, Ran way away, made Nate's runs look like nothing. uh, You know, he went 90 miles and hid underneath a tree and said, take my life, Lord. Charles H. Spurgeon, uh, probably one of the greatest preachers ever, not counting the ones we've had here, uh, struggled with depression uh, throughout his life and ministry. Um, He said, depression comes over me whenever the Lord is preparing a larger blessing for my ministry. Spurgeon could not avoid depression, but he trusted God for better times ahead. spiritual trials, our own sin, guilt, doubt in our faith. Um, uh, Jesus had a cousin, uh, you may have heard of John the Baptist. And uh, when uh, John was in prison, he sends a messenger asking Jesus if he's the one, if he's the Messiah or should we look for another? Satan was just really, you know, testing his faith there. uh, In 1 Peter 5, Peter tells us, uh, resist the devil, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. After you have suffered a little while, God of all grace, who has called you to the eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, Strengthen and establish you. When we feel guilty or, or doubt in our faith, uh, yeah, I, I believe it just actually proves the strength of our faith. We wouldn't have such guilt if uh, if we had, you know, if we didn't have Jesus working on our hearts, basically. Uh, childs cause grief. Uh, yeah, it's never fun going through any of these. Uh, Ecclesiastes says there's a time to weep. There's a time to laugh, there's a time to mourn, there's a time to dance. Matthew 5, Jesus says, and blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. But the good news is trials can be helpful. Trials humble us, they strengthen us, they bring us closer to our Lord. They make us stronger in our faith. You know, it's kind of like uh, when you go to the gym. You know, you can looking at me. You know, I'm a big gym rat. Well, maybe 30 years ago, but uh, but uh, yeah, working out. You know, you start out with kind of lighter weights, and then you know, as you keep going, you build them up and uh, and get stronger and stronger. And that's what trials do for our faith. First uh, Peter three says, "For it is better to suffer doing good." If that should be God's will, then for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God being uh, put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. Trials help us uh, to be comforting to others. Um, Second Corinthians uh, says, blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and all comfort, who comforts us in our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For we share abundantly in Christ's suffering so that through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. A year or so after Renee passed, I was still trying to figure out, you know, why and so forth, but uh, but uh, you know, I was also trying to figure out how I could use my experiences to perhaps help others, and uh, and uh, they came up with an um, uh, advertisement for the Stephen Ministry uh, training class here, so I figured, well, you know, I'll check that out forward, checked it out, signed up, got accepted and uh I'm doing this for you, Patsy. But uh but uh <coughs> but uh, uh we uh ended up uh, becoming a Stephen Minister doing the fifty hours of training and so forth and, and actually just taking class I I learned so much that I wish I had known you know uh, for the previous two years when when I was wandering aimlessly but uh, you know it, uh, it's, a, it, it's it's a great program and uh, and it ends up that you know the stuff that I went through has been helpful to to my care receivers uh, in the time that I've counseled them it's a one-on-one program and everything's confidential that you speak between you and your care receiver, and, uh, and it's just a wonderful program. Um, we also have a grief-share uh, program here that uh, is a group uh, session thing that runs for what is it, 16 weeks or so. And um, I was talking with a friend of mine a while back and he was saying that uh, he had been talking to a gal friend of his that she had just lost her husband. And um, they were talking and and he said, well, are you doing any counseling or anything? And she said, oh, I found this great program called Grief Share. And she went on to say that it was at such and such a church. He said, oh, wow, that's the church I go to. You know, and they they kept in touch and and she just absolutely loved the program there. That's a, a group thing. You know, and so either or, I think we have uh, information out in the lobby if you're at all interested on that. Um, Everybody's experiences and reaction to various trials is different, but having gone through them, it helps us empathize with others experiencing difficulties. These trials we've gone through when uh, comforting others is probably one of the best ways of showing the genuineness of our faith. Finally, um, trials purify us. David Gusick says, faith is tested to show that it is sincere faith or true faith. Faith is tested to show the strength of faith. Faith is tested to purify it, to burn away the dross from the gold. Gold is one of the most durable of all materials, yet it too will one day perish, but our faith will not. You know, uh, one of the last times uh, uh, Renee was in the ER before she passed, um, they were uh, she was yakking with the nurse, and they were getting ready to wheel her off for a scan. And um, tech came in, and and she, um, you know, was telling them, "Oh yeah, it's transplant. You know, 24 years ago, and they gave me a 50-50 chance of living a year." And uh, I made it past that, and she said, and then they gave me a 50-50 chance of living five years. And I made it past that. And uh, and they said, well, you know, if you live long enough, you're gonna have cancer. (laughs) And and your uh, kidneys are gonna fail. And she said, you know, I thank God every day that I live long enough to have cancer and <laughs> have my kidneys fail. So yeah, I had to, you know, just simple things like that that um, we all wish for cancer, don't we? Um, you know Jesus went through every trial possible while I was here, uh, to the point of taking on all of our sin and being crucified so that we could be saved. We don't deserve any of this. It is by the grace of God that we are saved. Jesus being human before going to the cross for us, prayed to Father, if possible, take this cup away from me, but not my will, but your will be done. Our trials shape and strengthen us. Jesus dying for us took away all our sin he needed to do this so that we could have the joy of knowing we were gonna be with him in heaven. And as the story of the prodigal son shows, there's great joy in heaven whenever a person gives their life to Jesus. Um, there's this pastor that uh, asked an old farmer to uh, to pray before, uh, before the morning church breakfast. And, the farmer gets up there, stands up, and uh, bows his head and uh, says, You know, Lord, I hate buttermilk. And uh, the pastor kind of opened up an eye to see what's going on. farmer continues, Lord, I hate Lord. And the pastor's getting a little confused. And. Uh, Farmer goes on, and Lord, you know, I don't much care for raw white flour. And pastor once again opens that eye and looks around and sees a lot of other people are starting to wonder what's going on. And the farmer added, but Lord, when you mix them all up and bake them, I do love me some warm fresh biscuits. So Lord, when When things come up that we don't like, when life gets hard, when we don't understand what you're saying to us, help us to just relax and wait until you're done mixing. It'll probably even be better than fresh biscuits, amen. And closing, You know, we've all been sucked up that vacuum cleaner at some point or another. Um, So, you know, uh, what trials are y'all going through, you know, right now? Um, You know, just, uh, how are you dealing with these trials? Are you trusting God? Have you given your life to Jesus? You know, things may look real mixed up right now, but, God's plan is perfect, and uh, it'll be much better than any warm biscuits. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much uh, for your word. Thank you for everyone here, and uh, just pray that uh, we touch some souls. Uh, and we had words that people needed to hear, and just thank you for everything. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.